I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Unilever, United States, has issued a voluntary product recall to the consumer level of select lot codes of dry shampoo aerosol products. Now, those are the ones that were produced prior to October of 2021 from Dove, Nexus, Suave, uh TG, I think that's how you say it, T-I-G-I, uh, Rockaholic and Bedhead, along with Tracem, due to potentially elevated levels of benzene. Now, I thought we were told it was okay. I thought at one point we were told, ah, sure, it's in there, there's benzene in there, but don't worry about it, you're fine. Well, apparently not, and we know that benzene is classified as a human carcinogen, so we know that exposure... Benzene can occur by inhalation orally and through the skin, and it can result in cancers including leukemia, blood cancer of the bone marrow, blood disorders, which can be life-threatening. Uh, yeah. Uh, humans around the world have daily exposures to it indoors and outdoors from multiple sources. However, this recall is done by Unilever U.S., out of an abundance, say it with me, an abundance of caution. <laughs> of course, they have not received any reports of adverse events to date relating to this recall. So if you use any of those products, know that they are being recalled. You can return them to the point of purchase or just throw them away and uh, don't worry about it. What have you? There's, I don't know, there's... Uh, 20-some products that are being recalled. 26. 26 separate UPC code products from 1.5 ounces to 7.3 ounces. I think that was the largest product that they had, the 7.3 ounce product. And the rest of them are, you know, below that. But uh, if you use the uh, dry shampoos, uh, know that they are being, those particular ones are being recalled and you should take them back or make sure that the product you have under your counter in the bathroom is a product that isn't being recalled. Okay. Out of an abundance of caution. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So are you ready to get chipped just to pay for goods? We've talked about it before, and I know that, you know, many of you, including myself at times, say that, you know, Albert, I'm ready. Just give me the chip. Boop. I don't want to have to think about it. I just want, boop, and I want to be able to pay. I don't want to have to carry my wallet. I don't want any of that. However, you still have to have ID and everything to carry along, so it doesn't make a lot of sense just to have a chip for one thing. I'm reading a story about a guy in London, this Arnie Zoke, uh, S-Z-O-K-E, who paid money to put a bank chip in his hand. It's a microchip bank card implant in the 
top of his hand, or depending on who you're talking to, it's if I'm talking to you, it's the top of my hand. If I'm talking to my wife, it's the back of my hand. You get my point. Anyway, it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. And uh, he paid to get it put in with the bank card implant. He said uh, people kind of look at him like, hey, that's kind of cool. And he has to hold it just right. It takes a, a bit of learning. Uh, it's like a normal card, but you have to be more precise with where you tap. Oh, okay. Now, it means that he doesn't have to keep a wallet with him all the time. He said the last time he you know, used cash, he lost the cash and his work pass card. But he still has to have all of that because it's just his bank card. Because they even say in the story, well, you know, they could use this for all kinds of things. You could use this for your passport or any information. Yeah, that's the point of it, to have all your information on this card. Plus, with this bank card, it goes out of date in a few years. Like a, a, a regular bank card, he has to get a new card. So he's going to have to go back in and pay for a second surgery to put the new chip in. So they're making him pay the first time and they're making him pay the second time when it goes out of date. <laughs> Why not just give it to him without have it going out of date? I don't understand. I will say that the, in the story, they talk about uh, the 4,000 people in Sweden who already have body chips linked to their bank accounts. So it's coming. It's coming for passports. It's coming for tickets. It's coming for driver's licenses. And for sure, I mean, it's already here for our bank accounts. Now, am I ready for it? I kind of am. I, I, I kind of am. I, I don't know that I... <laughs> I know. I know. It's not. Is, is the mark of the beast on the top of my hand or the back of my hand for my bank card? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I like the idea of not having to worry about carrying the stupid car around. It's for convenience. I know. That's the problem. That's how they get you. It's just for the convenience. Just so I can boop and I'm good. I just have it with me at all the, all the time. <laughs> I wouldn't advertise it though. I feel like that's a mistake. Oh, you're the guy with the chip. And then off my hand comes as you take my chip away. I don't know. Maybe it's just me but uh congratulations to arnie schrock s z o k e uh in uh london who has his microchipped bank card implanted in his hand good for him good for him good for you i hope it's everything you want it to be so we're almost there with the chips and having them implanted so we can do whatever we want and not have to worry about carrying information around with us separately at all times. Now I see where UC Berkeley's Auto Lab has developed a new robotic method of folding garments at a record speed. Okay, so uh, how does that work? Because they're using a machine version of a neural network called bimanual manipulation. The, uh, it's called Bimanual Manipulation Network, the Bimama Net, <laughs> and a pair of industrial robot arms. So speed folding can now fold 30 to 40 randomly positioned garments per hour, usually finishing each within two minutes. Now, I know that, I mean, the old way was 
three or six folds per hour, which is slow moving. You'd fire somebody if they were only if they were working at your laundromat, only folding three to six pieces of garment or garments per hour. Yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. You're out. Have a nice day. So I don't know how. Apparently, the bimanual system. Because you got to know what kind of product it is, right? Too, I'd like to have one in the washroom where you just, you know, you take your clothes out of the dryer, you throw it on a table, and you fire up the old Buy Mama Met. What's, what's the name of it again? The uh, Buy Mama Net. You fire that bad boy up and it folds all your clothes. I'm good for it. You know, for about $8 billion probably. But it's coming to be cheaper on the market soon. But what happens is, is that you have to show what kind of product it is, right? It's got to be programmed, whether it's a shirt or shorts or socks or underwear, t-shirts, however, whatever you need folding, the machine has to know what kind of fold you want, right? So apparently they studied, you know, like 4,300 humans and machine assisted examples, but they've got to have a camera that takes a look at the clothes. So it studies that with two arms. The old robot only had one arm and then it would fold, you know, each garment with the one arm. And that's where you got three to four folds per hour. Uh, cause it would just slow move the folds with the one arm. So as long as you have a camera that, uh, shows what the product is and then it's programmed to fold whatever that product is a certain way, then you're going to, you know, you're fine. However, I'm guessing that until it has some learning capability, you're going to program, well, you know, now we're folding shirts, now we're folding underwear, now we're folding socks. So it's one garment, one particular kind of garment at a time, but it's coming. It's coming, and I'm kind of a fan because, you know, hey, let's take jobs away from humans. All right, let's take more jobs away from humans, and this is a way to do it. We'll create robots at UC Berkeley using the Buy Mama Net neural network, and we'll get it folding clothes so that we don't have to have anyone, whether they identify as a man or a woman or whatever they identify as, folding clothes in the back room at the laundry because you've got your robot doing it for you. Okay? All right, good. I mean, it won't be long. We're going to have the we're going to have the robots in the house being the uh, servants as they clean and do everything around the home and we're putting humans out of work. And so what are the what are the housekeepers and the laundry people going to do? That's a sad day. It's a sad day when you have robot housekeepers taking over taking over housekeeping jobs. Right? Right. All right, let's go to the break room. <laughs> I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh my gosh. So it's disappointing news. I for for me, uh, I know for you, of course, too. Um, uh, nobody won the Powerball, so it's uh, six hundred and eighty million as of right now, uh, at the time of this recording on the twenty fifth of October, twenty twenty two. Wow, the twenty fifth of October. That's my oldest son's birthday. Happy birthday, Elvis! Happy birthday. Um, the uh, six hundred and eighty million, three hundred and twenty six point one 
million cash value. Uh, I didn't win, and neither did you. I got an email from someone saying that uh, they uh, they always uh, every time the Powerball or Mega Millions gets to five hundred million, I always pray let it be me. God finally answered me and said, "Hey John, meet me halfway. Buy a ticket." <laughs> I mean, that's the lotto commercial, right? You can't win if you don't play. Hello, and my favorite. Lotto commercial, and I don't even know if it's a real lottery commercial. It was more of a joke, but it was the guy with the uh, body sign that says the end is near, and uh, the caption is, bet he'd feel different if he won the lottery. Uh, Amen to that. So, yay's world starting to unravel. We talked a lot about what he's got going on yesterday, but then I see that uh, his uh, attorney... Camille Vasquez, you remember her from the Johnny Depp trial, and uh, the top talent agency, CAA, uh, dropped yay uh, over the backlash over his anti-Semitic rants. And uh, yesterday, uh, Adidas Adidas was still holding out. Mm, not so fast. Uh, they terminated its partnership with uh, yay. Uh, unacceptable, hateful, and dangerous over his anti-Semitic outbursts. And they are cutting off everything uh, so anything to do with yay and adidas is over that might uh, put a cringe in the old billionaire status for yay we'll see uh i don't know but i know you know there's been multiple corporate partnerships cutting ties with yay and uh so we shall see we shall see I mean, I see where everybody's quick to forgive uh, Will Smith now. And I say quick to forgive. I mean, it's been a little while yet, but we're all ready to let Will back into our good graces now, right? Uh, He had his big uh, emancipation movie screening, and they all were there. Chappelle and Rock and uh, uh, Tyler Perry, and they all took a nice big selfie, and they said, hey, Yep, where, you know, he did an impression of a perfect person for 30 years and he ripped his mask off and showed us he was as ugly as the rest of us. So I hope he doesn't put his mask back on again and lets his real face breathe. I see myself in both men. That was Dave Chappelle speaking. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to let Will back in. You know, I like Will and I enjoyed, you know, a, a ton of his work. No question about it. But that whole thing at the Oscars was just a little bit much for me. Now, look, you know, absolutely. Did he did he rip his mask off? Was he pretending to be the perfect guy? Uh, okay, I guess. You know, if the work, let the man work. I don't think we should cut him off from, from his work, but it better be worthy. And, uh, you know, I'll see his work and see if it's worth it. I mean, they still gave him the Oscar. I think they've taken it all away from him now. But they still gave him the Oscar for King Richard uh, with the Williams sisters, which was awesome movie, by the way. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed the heck out of that film. So, I mean, he deserved it. Uh, for him to react the way he did to a Chris Rock joke, I feel like we are not getting the whole story there. I just feel like we're not getting the entire story. So maybe uh, Chappelle and Perry and all of them know the whole story and are willing to, you know, let it go. 
and just call it uh, ripping off the mask and pretending to be the perfect guy for 30 years and now all is forgiven and we're good to go all right okay fine whatever I know Jada Pinkett uh, will do her uh, red tablecloth or whatever the hell the name of her show is and everything will just be fine. I'm just happy. I want everything to just be fine. Don't you? And it will be fine if you eat Kexi cookies. That's right. Go to Kexi.com and order your Kexi cookies as we speak. They really are the best cookies on the planet. Uh, Kexi.com. If you, uh, for a limited time, I'm going to give you a special promo code, the Jeffy, and you're going to get 18% off, right? I know you're welcome. Special promo code from chewing the fat, kexy.com promo code, the Jeffy going to get you 18% off at kexy.com. But remember it's for a limited time. So get there now. And as long as we're hawking wares, uh, my wife has started a new talking sense line uh air fresheners that are really 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 nice uh you can dm her on her social media accounts instagram twitter facebook to uh, do your order uh a website is coming uh for uh, all the sites together but for now just dm her uh you can if you follow me on facebook uh and instagram jeff fisher radio and twitter at jeffy jfr uh, i will be promoting them as well so you'll get an idea of talking sense uh, S-C-E-N-T-S. And uh, you get an idea of what's available and what my wife has to offer. There's a special chewing the fat scent, which is uh, the the smell of my perfume, which I love. Uh, you know, it's like it's my special blue perfume. I know. I know. I smell special with that. And you, too, can have that smell in your area with a scent bar from Talking Scent. And then you can, you know, might as well be a subscriber to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy. Use the promo code Jeffy for the discount. And uh, subscribing to Blaze TV and paying for it gets you uh, the access to Chewing the Fat, which is a free podcast. And because of our Blaze TV subscribers, uh, it means that Chewing the Fat is free to subscribe to. Uh, We don't, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber, uh, nobody likes Freeloader. Okay. Everybody likes free stuff. Nobody likes a freeloader. So just go to wherever you uh, love to listen to your podcast and subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can also email me anytime for uh, comments and or uh, show information at chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Also, I mean, we're just hawking. This moment make this whole segment just uh, hawking our wares. Uh, you can cameo me. Uh, that costs money. Uh, I will send you a cameo message. That's uh, at Jeffy JFR on cameo. And, uh, you know, I can be nice. I can be mean. I can be whatever you request. Okay. I know. I know you're welcome. And we were talking about Will Smith possibly being back. I mean, I guess he is. We have to just agree that, uh, he's back now, but I see where Henry Cavill is back as Superman. Yes. For those of you that saw black Adam and I did not see black Adam this weekend, but apparently there's a little cameo of, uh, Superman in the movie. And he posted on his, uh, Instagram, uh, this weekend, he wanted to wait for the movie to be done with for the first weekend that he is back as Superman. So we have Henry Cavill as Superman and he's back. And this time he's, pissed although i don't 
I don't know that he will be or not, but he should be. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Who died today? I know. Who died today? Very sad in our Who Died Today segment. Leslie Jordan, dead at 67 years of age. Uh, I loved Leslie Jordan. He's, you know, an Emmy-winning actor. He's, you know, really was an LGBTQIA plus icon, uh, he suffered from some sort of medical emergency before his car crashed into a building in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, he was known for being in Will and Grace, an American horror story. And then during the, during COVID and the heat of COVID, he was, you know, an Instagram star. He started posting stuff on Instagram a couple times a day, which was awesome and hilarious. Uh, so we don't know. There's no cause of death yet. Uh, you know, whether he had some sort of medical emergency and then smashed his car into a building in LA. Very sad. Uh, Leslie Jordan, he'd started, uh, was going to start making albums. He was doing his hymn singing on Sundays on his Instagram. And then they decided to uh, cut some albums, some of the old hymns that, uh, he used to sing. He was just a, uh, a fun person. I never met him. I wish I had. Uh, I would have loved to have met Leslie and I, you know, had reached out a couple times, uh, commenting on some stuff that he did, but I never met him very sad. So anyway, Leslie Jordan, uh, at the age of 67 dead rest in peace, Leslie Jordan. Also, um, uh, my man, Amu Haji, uh, known as the dirtiest man in the world has passed away as well. He was 94 years of age. I know. He spent 60 years without washing. Only, uh, finally, a few months ago, uh, they scrubbed him down and they made him wash. And that's what killed him. Bastards. Should have just left him alone. The man's gone all this time without cleaning himself. Just leave him alone. That's what he wants to do. <laughs> so a few months ago, the villagers took him to a bathroom to wash him for the first time in years. Holy cow. Just leave the man alone. Apparently, he had not washed, I said for 60 years. He had not washed for 67 years. Now, the neighborhood or people in the, you know, where he lived built him a little concrete hut to live in because he was just sleeping in a hole in the ground for many years. And so they built him this little concrete hut hut to live in, which I thought was nice of him. Uh, you know what he's, that's the way he was. He didn't want to take a shower. He's, he used to, he's known for, uh, smoking animal feces out of an old pipe rather than tobacco. I mean, who among us? 
he had an old water pipe near his home that he used to smoke animal feces out of. What are you, like, you going to do? You got to smoke? You feel like you want to smoke? You haven't washed in 60 years? You might as well fire up some animal poop too, right? <laughs> he was 94. 94 years old. I mean, come on. So I guess... Uh, he just decided, look, I can't, I can't live like the rest of you people and I'm just not going to wash. I'm not going to clean myself. And, uh, I would rather eat rotten porcupine and smoke animal feces and drink from a rusty oil can than live like you people. Okay. All right. So leave me alone. And they couldn't. It was nice of him to build him a little shack, but then they have to, you know, hose him down, which then brings in all the diseases. He was, he had, that was his cloaking device. The dirt was his cloaking device from disease and they washed it off. What happens? He gets sick and he dies. So the next time you run into someone like my man, Haj, I think it's Haj or Haji, H-A-J-I, he just, you know, leave him be. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to clean. He wants to smoke animal poop and drink drink out of a oil can and eat rotten porcupine. Let him, okay? Let him. <laughs> anyway, uh, Haji Amu Haji dead at ninety four. Also, uh, earlier this month or a month or so ago in our Who Died Today segment, we had the uh, Sachin Littlefeather, right? She was the one who, the Indian activist who accepted or didn't accept the Academy Award for Marlon Brando. We played the audio of her bit. Uh, The Academy apologized to her, right? Um, she was a big time proponent uh, of uh, Native Americans and part of, uh, you know, not your mascot. <laughs> well, now we find out from her sisters that uh, it was all fraud, uh, it was not real. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, she was born Marie Louise Cruz, nicknamed Deb. Uh, there's no evidence to suggest anything but white heritage on her mother's side and Mexican on her father's. Wait, what? Yes, that's right. So Sachin Littlefeather, uh, was given her name during the Native American occupation at Alcatraz, but she was never actually there. So the whole thing was just a fraud. Brando met Littlefeather through Coppola, Francis Ford, that is. And at the time, she was trying to break into Hollywood and had already done a shoot for Playboy, which ultimately would be published after her appearance at the Academy Awards. Right? Uh, the last thing we as Native women want and wanted anyone to think of us was as sex objects. Wait, okay. She wore traditional clothing, made the short statement. Yeah, we played all that. Uh, Welch and Eastwood both made snide comments afterward. Little Feather later said she was blacklisted from the industry. Right, we talked all about that. Uh, they went on forever and they treated her like crap there, uh, when she wouldn't accept the award and Brando had her come out there, uh, do her little thing. So, uh, she was, uh, according to her sisters, this, uh, particular, uh, the way that she was uh, treated with admiration was troubling. <laughs> okay, so Sassine so Littlefeather still dead, 
but uh, a fraud. Okay, so I was going to say that these people were, you know, lucky to be alive, and maybe they are, and I guess, aren't we all? Yes, we're all lucky to be alive. But this story is a weird story. So this family gets stuck in a cave, the Grand Canyon cave, for more than 26 hours, right? They they went into the cave just before noon on Sunday, and they were stuck in the caves for more than 26 hours. Okay, so five people have been rescued from the tourist attraction after a malfunction with the elevator. Now, the way they made this sound, the Grand Canyon Cavern, the elevator broke and trapped five people. But they were down in the suite area, so they were using the hotel they stayed overnight they trapped they were trapped overnight but the visitors were not confined to an elevator car they were allowed to enjoy the thousand dollar a night suites and other facilities well isn't that nice (laughs) Uh, they were stuck Uh, sure go ahead and use the stuff that's down there that's nice of them so the party of eight had booked a 45 minute tour of the historic site five of them were trapped overnight after an elevator reportedly malfunctioned Okay, so then there was some of the group that used the stairway to go up, right? And the others had to be hoisted up through the shaft. Okay, each rescue taking about 25 minutes to complete. Uh, The daughter-in-law was stuck at the bottom of the shaft with her two young daughters. Her husband, Michael, took the opportunity to use the narrow fire escape stairs and drum up more help. So he went up the stairs and got some help. That's special. So some of them made their way up the rickety fire escape with their five-month-old and the two-year-old daughter holding the railings for about 10 hours underground. Okay, so they were able to climb out. Um, Really, really weird. Said the guests were unable to get escape, to get escape the caverns. Spokesman for Cochino County, John Paxson, said the guests are unable to get escape the caverns because the stairway system is similar to an old external fire escape and there are concerns about safety. Well, they worked, right? The one guy, at least one of them, used it. Okay. And before going on the tour, they were assured that it was handicap accessible. Um, the one daughter said she was frustrated. It's 2022, almost 2023. I think handicapped accessible should be definitely be advanced by now. You have nothing for somebody in a wheelchair to get out. Well, okay. So they got you out. So they have the suites down at the bottom, which you were able to stay. And I guess, (laughs) so the Grand Canyon Caverns allow people to dine 21 stories underground inside a cave. According to the family, they did not get their food. Those bastards. The elevator was broke and they didn't get their food. But their first meal, when they did get food, finally, after waiting several hours and are considering legal action. Shut up. The elevator broke. What are you doing? No injuries are reported while they were in the caverns, which have a six-person hotel suite and food service with the guest being put up for the night by the hotel. The natural limestone caverns, said to be the largest dry caverns in the U.S., occupy the desert region, southwest of Grand Canyon National Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The caverns are said to have been created by natural forces. Yeah, yeah, we get it. 65 million years ago. Yeah, we got it. So the elevator broke. 
They Some of them were stuck down there because they couldn't climb the ladders or stairways back out of the... And I, I wouldn't want to do that either. 21 stories? No, thank you. Uh, I'll wait. <laughs> I'm right here. Uh, you get that elevator working, uh, we're good. All right, we're good. But they didn't get it working. They had to, they had to wench them out. <laughs> Just really weird. It wasn't as bad as they made it seem. So they're down there living in the hotel suites with some kind of food. They were, they did get some kind of food for 26 hours. Okay. Uh, you know, for a day, I mean, if you start freaking out a little bit, I'll grant you, I don't want to be 21 stories below the earth for 26 hours, but you know, you went down there on your own and, uh, we, you know, they got out. So shut up. <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We have the Harvey Weinstein trial, Weinstein, Weinstein, whatever, Harvey trial uh, going on in L.A. uh, over his alleged sex crimes. And we're getting headlines that we're going to, uh, accusers are going to take the stand and describe unique things about Harvey's body, (laughs) including his testicles. What do we need that for? Seriously. How does that, first of all, how does that prove that they were assaulted because they're talking about uh, the district attorney said in his opening statement that uh, they'll recall allegedly sexually assaulting each of them. And as a result of the surgery, the defendant had in 1999, he's told the jury as a 70 year old Weinstein shook his head because of an infection, his testicles were actually taken from his scrotum and put on his inner thighs. None of the Jane Doe's will describe his anatomy perfectly. Most of them will be able to describe these abnormalities that they observed during the assaults. Well, they could have observed them during uh, consensual sex as well. I I don't understand how this proves uh, anything that they were, how this proves that they were assaulted. It's really, really, really weird. Uh, And plus we have the governor's wife taking the stand. Um, you know, it's really, it's Jennifer Seibel Newsom among the accusers. Uh, she's identified as Jane Doe number four. She met the defendant, uh, when she was a powerless actor trying to make her way in Hollywood. Uh-huh. But then there's emails of her asking for his help after this, uh, after this accusation of her being assaulted by Harvey. So really weird. We'll see. This case is just fascinating to me. Really, really, really 
Fascinating. I know Jane Doe 1 sobbed as she recounted how Weinstein forced his way into her room at around 12 a.m. and allegedly demanded that she suck his while he did things to himself. <laughs> That's not funny. I'm not laughing. Please, I'm not laughing at any of this. It's disgusting. The disgraced producer allegedly raped her. Exactly. You can't have that. It's agonizing. But, I mean, was it rape or was it, you know, consensual sex? I feel like a lot of this was consensual. And we're just going to go ahead and throw Harvey in jail because he's a bad guy and we don't like him anymore. So, I mean, if we're okay with that, if we're okay with we just don't like him and he's a bad guy and he's a dirtbag and we don't like him, we're just going to throw him in jail. All right. All right, we're okay with that. All right, throw him in jail. Make sure you get all their money first. Uh, you know, he's not alone. Make sure you take him to court. You get all their money. You take any access away from how they make their living. And then if that doesn't work, if that doesn't seem to be enough, let's throw him in jail. Okay? All right, good. Let's do that. Those of you that were wondering, uh, wow, did Apple TV raise their prices? Yeah, they sure did. They increased their subscription prices. Uh, to Apple TV Plus and Apple Music, uh, citing the expansion of its streaming content library and higher music licensing costs. <laughs> That's a good excuse, but everybody's raising their prices, so good luck. God bless. Uh, somebody's we're going to have to start making cuts, and we're going to have to make, make cuts uh, soon. I thought Beyond Meat was done, by the way. I thought they were over, but I guess not. The Beyond Meat steak substitute hit the grocery store shelves. And uh, the company's looking to bounce back after cutting staff. Yeah, that's what I thought. They were done. Uh, the one executive was accused of biting the man's nose off. I guess he didn't bite it off, but he bought, he bit the man's nose after a college football game. There was some kind of fight that took place. But I mean, aside from that, I mean, they were not selling anything. They had deals with all these companies and people weren't buying the product. So now they're hoping that Beyond Meat, you didn't buy it at the fast food stores, which, you know, makes sense. I guess that you're not, you're not going to a fast food store for Beyond Meat. So will you get it at the grocery store to not have, you know, meat? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, I guess, maybe. But, you know, I'm, I don't want it. But maybe if the meat aisle is empty and there's a sign that says, Beyond Meat, over here, Beyond Meat, over here, maybe you give it a shot. You know, they don't have any steak. Well, you know, I can try the Beyond Meat steak. We'll cook that up and see how that one tastes, okay? All right, good. I mean, I guess we can pretend we're in space, right? That's where we're in space. Go ahead, try the Beyond Meat. Okay, thank you. I see where a group of uh, 16 researchers are now going to spend the next nine months studying unidentified aerial phenomenon. Speaking of space and NASA, uh, yes, that's right, uh, UAPs or UFOs. And NASA is going to be studying it. The research will use unclassified data, and it will lead to a report that will be made available to the public next year. So they're going to study all this data that, is unclassified how about we give them some classified information too we take a look at it 
All right, so I, I know that we had the Pentagon's announcement in July that it would create an office to track reports of UFOs, and earlier this year, Congress held a public hearing on UFOs for the first time in 50 years. Now, NASA continues to call it UAPs, we call it UFOs, whatever, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the selected research group includes professors, scientists, an oceanographer, and others who study space. Former NASA astronaut Scott Kelly and Nadia Drake a science journalist and contributing writer at the National Geographic are also among the group's members. Okay. NASA originally announced news of the upcoming study in June, stating that the lack of existing research on UAPs make it difficult to draw scientific conclusions about the nature of such events. The organization maintains that there is no evidence yet that connects UAPs to extraterrestrial life. Uh-huh. Okay. So you go into it uh, doing that. Okay. With that mindset, please. Well, I mean, we, we've all, uh, we need them to take a look at some of the classified data as well. But if this is the best we're going to get, then this is the best we're going to get. And most of the information that we got from the last report was a redacted report as it is. Is that it can't be redacted in this report, right? Because this is all unclassified data that they're looking at. They're going to use unclassified data to lead to another report. Well, we can all look at the unclassified data. How much money are we spending on this stupid study to look at unclassified data? I want to know about the classified data and what is happening behind the closed doors. That's what I want. All right. They didn't ask me. They didn't ask me. So we only have to wait nine whole months for this study, for these people to come out and say, well, you know, we went into this believing that there was no evidence yet to connect UAPs to extraterrestrial life. And we're maintaining that. That's the conclusion of this team's study. Uh, we can. Here's all the details, but our conclusion at the end is that we still have not enough evidence yet to connect UAPs to extraterrestrial life. There, there. I did the study for you. You happy? That's because that's what's going to happen nine months from now. Guaranteed. As long as I'm upset about that, I might as well tell you that a Russian court just upheld U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner's nine-year sentence. How this woman is still in prison in Russia is beyond me. And this administration should be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed about a lot of things. But this is agonizing. I mean, do I agree with Brittany Griner? Probably not on very much, if anything. But to have an athlete, a professional athlete from the United States in jail in Russia over some trumped up stupid pot charge is ridiculous. Oh, Jeff, she broke the law. She admitted it. Did she? Did she? Why, yes. Yes, she did. She, it said so right there in the court transcripts and we all saw it happen. I know. I know. And let's just say for the sake of argument, it's true. So, get her out of jail. That is agonizing. Stream 
home and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.